All right, so here's a question, or a serious question that a lot of followers of Jesus have, a lot of people have in general, and that is, if a person commits suicide, does that person still go to heaven? We're going to talk about that question and share some things personally that have happened in our own lives today in the meanwhile. Welcome back to another episode of In the Meanwhile. We're Lesson Paid Shoes, and before we get started uh, talking about our subject for today, we have some uh, some news to share with you, and, and it's very good news. We're sort of in the middle of it. If you've ever been in the middle of an answered prayer, that's sort of where we find ourselves. So we we probably want, we just want to share that with you as we start today. You want to share it? Sure. Um, right before we started this taping, um, we got a call from our daughter, and she is um, expecting our baby, and he's actually due today. Um, and so she was calling to let us know that she thinks she's having contractions. So by the time you watch this, we're going to have a new grandbaby. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> so. um, his name is Lucas, and he is being born to our daughter. And this will be her first child. And so we are really... And our son-in-law, too. And our son-in-law. Well, yeah, Zach, too. <laughs> um, and uh, so we're really excited. For Zach, them. I love you, buddy. I love you. I'm always the one that goes to bat for you. But I, I got you, man. I got you. Uh, so in the midst of what we're fixing to have as a very, very serious and heavy conversation, our hearts sure are happy. And, and even as we're doing this um, recording, we're praying that God would just be so strong in our daughter's life and in Zach's life right now. And that our sweet baby, grandbaby boy, um, who actually they, they live outside of the U.S. Um, serving the Lord. And so um, we, we're definitely praying for them right now. So that's an no important doubt. part. No doubt. Um, today, the subject matter that we're talking about is how does a Christian respond to suicide? Um, and boy, the suicide rate has gone up, and we're going to talk in a few minutes about the details of that. But this uh, subject is is very close to my heart because I remember as a very young child, and I say very young, I was in grade school uh, the day that my dad got a call that his mom had taken her own life. And my grandparents had been through ups and downs, and they uh, they really struggled. But my grandmother in particular uh, struggled with just mental illness um, for a while. And um, I remember standing there and my dad getting the call that his mom had taken her life. And though I was a child, that is indelibly important imprinted on my heart and my mind and I've always had a realization that um, because that has been a generational bondage of my past that I've really had to fight um, just depression and discouragement and I take it very seriously and so um, that's one of the reasons that this is important to me and even some of the things that we as a family have learned through this um, God's perspective on that and how you can stand beside a family that is hurting. And my dad did his own mother's um, funeral. And so in the midst of what seemed like hopelessness, 
my dad sure gave us hope. And so if you've got somebody in your life that um, maybe has been affected by suicide, or if you're a person even right now that are considering that, we will have some words of hope and encouragement for you at the end of this. So please, um, please just listen as we encourage you. Yeah. And this is an, an epidemic that touches every family at some point. Just, just a few short years ago, I received a call from my dad and uh, his, his brother, actually half-brother, but my full uncle um, had taken his own life. And um, his widow had called my family to give them that news. And this is a man that he was a, a, a war veteran, an officer in the Navy. He was a very successful businessman. To look at them, you wouldn't think that they had any kind of need in the world, a beautiful family, but he had dealt with severe and chronic pain for a long, long time and evidently got to the point where like many, like tens of thousands of Americans every year just wanted that pain to stop. Mm -hmm. But every time that that happens, invariably we'll have somebody ask us a very, I mean, a great question. Hey, if a person's a follower of Jesus and they take their own life, does that mean they weren't a Christian? Does that mean that they don't have the promise of heaven do, do they go out of this world, that being the last, the, literally the, their last physical act? And so what, what about all that? So we're going we're gonna to address some of that today. Now, please keep in mind that when we, when we talk about things like the assurance of salvation and the grace that, that God offers in Christ, it's just that. So, you know, our salvation is not based upon how much we sin or don't and how severe in our minds though the consequences of, the, of that uh, those in particular those particular sins are like our salvation is not based upon those things our salvation is based upon the fact that Jesus died and gave his life as a sacrifice to redeem us from our sins now that doesn't that doesn't mean that our our behavior and our actions don't matter in this world they certainly do so we're going to address that, but, but please know that the reason we can make the claims that we do, it's not because it's our opinion. This is just based on the, the facts and the precepts that we, found, that we find in God's Word. Mm -hmm. And the first thing that we want you to know, that what the Bible does say mm -hmm. about life itself. First of all, it tells us that life is precious and that God is the giver of life. Um, in Exodus chapter 20, the Bible is very clear that we're not to take a life. And so when it says thou shalt not kill, that's exactly what it means, not to take the life of another. And that includes um, even, especially in today's society, that which has not been given birth yet, as well as all the way till the, the very last day that one breathes their last. Um, that life is precious, and that truly is a gift from God. And one of the reasons that um, we're talking about this today is that this has this uh, epidemic has touched our family once again and one of our family members in their church home, and so they're they're trying to minister to a family that has had um, what was it how old twelve thirteen thirteen year old young man take his own life. So we've seen that um, in our community as well. And no doubt you have, as a matter of fact, we want to share just how relevant this is and, 
and how needful this is for people who are people of faith, who have trusted in Christ for their salvation. And the hope that we have that we can share with other people, this is how great the need is. In 2016, there were 44,965 suicides. Now, remember, the stats that we're going to share don't count all of the attempts. Like that, that figure is a little bit more fuzzy because sometimes people aren't sure if somebody attempted it or if it was they were trying to take their own life or it was just you know, if it was a drug overdose or something like that. So we're really not sure about all the attempts. These are just those that succeeded. So almost 45,000 suicides in that year. That was up from two years before in 2014 from 42,733. That's according to the National Center for Health Statistics. On average, um, the annual U.S. suicide rate increased by 24% in five years from 1999 to 2014. Those trends continue to increase, by the way. Just FYI, this probably goes into your world. Certain we've seen it in ours. The highest rate of suicide is among adults ages 45 to 54. 78% of those are Caucasian males. And uh, that is... That is uh, Suicide is the 10th leading cause of death in the United States, and that averages out to about 129 suicides per day. That's just so sobering and underscores the need that people have to truly hear and live the gospel. You know, the thing is, every life is precious, just like we said, and that God says not to kill. But the second thing he says is to love your neighbor as you love yourself. And so God wants us to understand it's not just about loving him and loving someone else. There truly is a necessity for us to, to value our life and not to try to just, you know, um, here's reality most of the time when people take their life, there is a mental illness or something going on in there where they rationalize the world would be better without them. That is not true. And can I just tell you that part of that comes, or it does come from the enemy himself because he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. God came that we might have life and have it abundantly. And so when we just look at ourselves and say, I'm not worth it, I'm not worth living, life itself is not worth living, that is an enemy attack. And you need to understand that though evil would love to destroy you. It would love to destroy those we love, that 129 a day. And God wants us to understand we've got to treasure the gift that we've been given. Jeremiah 29, 11 tells us that God has a purpose and a plan for our life. He doesn't come to harm us, but to give us that future and hope. And if we will seek him, we will find him when we seek him with all of our heart. God's per There's purpose in your life. Yeah, and, and we are approaching this purely from a, a spiritual perspective because we know and we believe what is in God's Word and the promises in God's Word. Here's the fact, though. You can read for yourself the same words and those Sorry. same promises that we read in, in God's Word. So if you're having thoughts about taking your own life and, and ending your life, we would say to find you someone that you highly trust 
that comes highly recommended, that's got a great reputation, a, a counselor that can speak some truth into you from a biblical perspective. And that's, that's very important. And there, are, and there are some out there. I promise you, you ask a leader in your church, ask someone who has a walk with Christ about that, and you can do a little bit of homework and you can find someone that's trained in, in that area. So we're not, we're not, we're not psych, psychologists, psychiatrists, uh, trained Christian counselors. We just believe in the high sanctity of human life that when, when God promises through Jeremiah, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, that God gives good gifts to his children. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shouldn't perish but have everlasting life. God went to great lengths, great lengths, to share and communicate his love for us. And that is an unconditional love. And that's true no matter what we're going through. And I, and we realize, man, how many layers there are to the complexities of the human mind and our emotions and our bodies and the pain that many people suffer. We're not diminishing any of those things one bit. We're just saying that God is still God and you that's are right. still a human being created in his image that Jesus considered worthy enough to hang on that cross for so that you wouldn't be separated from him for eternity. So the bottom line is, does someone who's confessed Jesus and trusted him as Lord, Lord and Savior, that last physical act on earth, if it's taken their own life, does that person still go to heaven? Well, we would say if those conditions are met, then yes, because our eternal state is not determined by our actions or an action here on earth, but on the work that Jesus did and completed on the cross and the empty tomb. That's the truth. Now, some people would say, yeah, but doesn't the Bible say something about a, an, an unpardonable sin? There's got to, I mean, this has got to be it, right? What could be, what could be, what could be worse from a human perspective than the taking of one's own life? So some people read language that has to do with an unpardonable sin and then assume that that's what it would be. That's not a biblical thought. That's not a biblical belief. So do you want to share a little bit about what that unpardonable sin is and, and where it's from? Well, we believe, according to God's word, that the unpardonable sin is rejecting Christ. Um, Mark chapter 3 verses 28 through 30 mm -hmm. says, Truly I say to you, all sins will be forgiven the children of man, and whatsoever blasphemies they utter, but whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is guilty of eternal sin, for they were saying, he has an unclean spirit. And the, what that blaspheming of the Holy Spirit just says is, I don't want you, God. I don't want you. I don't want anything to do with your son. I don't want anything to do with salvation that comes through him. And that is the unpardonable sin because God is not going to be the, the type of father that, that makes you do something that you don't want to do. Well, and they're mutually exclusive. That's right. Faith and unbelief, they can't share the same space. You know, either we believe or we don't. And that's why it's that... It, uh, unpardonable in that, yeah, a person cannot be 
saved by grace through faith when faith is not there. That's right. Follow us. So that's why in that sense, yes, it's unpardonable, but while it's being practiced, okay? So at the point that that changes, the moment that that changes and that person's heart goes from unbelief to belief, that person is then saved and their eternal security is sealed with the Holy Spirit. Which is why last night when um, the mother of that precious 13-year-old looked at our son and said, is my baby in hell? Is my Mm. baby in hell? Mm. Then he could say to her, Mm. no. Mm. Because there came a point in his life, and our son was a part of his, his experience with the Father, where he confessed his sin and he acknowledged his need for Jesus, and he asked Jesus to forgive him of his sin and to come into his life. This child was 13, but man, he dealt with so many things, pressures and pains and things. And that child, again, was deceived by the enemy to tell him that life wasn't worth living. But that young man had confessed his sin and believed on Jesus Christ. And so our son, with, with, with mercy and grace towards that mama, held her to say, I'm so sorry, but yes, he's in heaven. And that doesn't say that he won't have to stand before God for the choice he made. But you know what? Our merciful God will deal with that little boy in the, the only way that mm. a merciful father could and would mm. to a child under so much pressure and pain. Mm. And, um, you know, we don't have all the answers to that, but we trust our Heavenly Father in mm. that. Right. So if you're a parent today mm. struggling with that same question, is my baby in hell? Go back. Was there a time in, the, in your child's life where they confessed their sin and, and asked the father to come in? And if so, then you can know what the Bible says. And the Bible says if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of those sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And I would say, I would add one more thing, and that is that if you're not sure, you still don't know what might have happened between that person and the Lord in those last few days or hours or moments. We just don't know. Either way... We don't grieve as those who have no hope. The Bible never says that Christians don't grieve. We certainly do. But not as those who have no hope because our hope is in a living Savior, a living Savior. That's our hope. Before we wrap this episode up, I'd like to pray for those of you who who may be, um, maybe you've had a family member who have taken their own life and uh, you are struggling and rightly so. And also, Maybe you're listening to this podcast and you yourself have had thoughts that you would end your own life. We want you to know that you have a hope in the Lord. So if you would, let me just uh, pray with you and then we'll, we'll wrap this up, okay? Father in heaven, we pray, Lord, for your, an extra measure of your grace to be extended for those who've uh, lost family members due to their decision to take their own life. Father, uh, only you and they know the hopelessness that they felt to lead to that decision. But we do pray that since you're the God of comfort, that you would comfort those who need, uh, who need it and that you would bind up, Lord, the brokenhearted, that you would give them hope for their life and for the rest of their days. 
Father, for people who may be listening to our voices and they've considered taking their own life, oh, I pray, Lord, that you would give them hope in Christ, that you would show them that you are a God who understands everything that they can go through and more, and that you provided all the grace that they need because your grace is sufficient for all of our needs. I pray, Father, you'll lead them to, to the right voices to listen to, to the right counselors and and people who understand what they're going through and who can serve as a guide with your help to help them out and and to find hope these things lord we pray in the name of jesus the one who gives us hope beyond the grave amen amen one last thing i would encourage you go read psalm 139 because no matter what you're facing right now god is still on the throne And whether you've lost a loved one or you're the one that's in great pain, it will bring you great courage and encouragement as you read about your sweet father who loves you more than words can say. That's right. Thanks for listening. Yep. Thanks for joining us. Talk to you next time. Bye for now.